what is good divine dolls divine dudes divine bookworms so <clears throat> super excited to just kind of knock out another chapter of how rich people think you already know one of my favorite authors steve siebold subtitled turn your ambition into action so for chapter 28 it is titled mm, middle class middle class dreams of having enough money to retire and world class dreams of having enough money to impact the world now i love that right and again it caught me off guard because i'm always taking inventory of where i fall on the spectrum i i use the analogy of um how many pebbles do i have in the middle class way of thinking versus how many pebbles I have in the world class way of thinking. And you can even hear when I talk uh, lately about finances, I'm, I'm, my thing is I want to be financially set by the time I'm of retirement age, right? Now, this is just the title alone. Y'all already know how I feel about Steve Siebold. I feel like he can say stuff and then just exit stage right or left or whatever, but what would it mean to have enough money to impact the world? Now, that is on a whole other level, right? So it, it says, when I began studying the ultra successful and the super rich in 1984, I thought they were more ambitious than the average person. I later discovered after hundreds of interviews that there wasn't the lack of desire that it wasn't the lack of desire that held the masses back from getting wealthy, but the lack of belief in their ability to make that happen. And I can see that. And, you know, if this is so this is Steve Siebold writing this. It makes sense. Some of the things that he's saying, because he is actually duplicating um, Napoleon Hill is is known for interviewing hundreds of um, successful people and one of the things I've been uh, trying to encourage people is to copy the right cat, right? Look for people who are successful around you and copy them. And so here he's using that same model. Hundreds of interviews and looking for commonalities, right? Things that you can duplicate to get to replicate the results. But I think also, too, it makes sense about some of the things I said in the beginning, too, like it's one thing to try to think about retiring, but to think about enough money to impact the world, not your, not your, you know, your state or your, your city, um, or, or your nation, the whole, the world. That's crazy. It says the average person is carrying around so many limiting beliefs about money. It's a miracle they require, they acquire any at all. Without some intervention, lucky break or hmm, how long is this? Oh, it's a little bit longer or any exposure to a book like this. Most people have little or no chance of ever becoming rich. The sad thing is they have everything they need to make more money than they can spend. And without the interference of a slew of middle class beliefs, they would accomplish it. So were it not for limiting middle class beliefs, they would accomplish, you know, being ultra successful, ultra rich. The problem is that outside, 
the consciousness, expanding world of personal development, the masses are never taught the power beliefs are never taught the power beliefs have on our behavior and oh the power <laughs> we are never taught the <laughs> the power beliefs have on our behavior and and results beliefs literally control everything we do unless they are interrupted consciously through free will or upgraded through programming this is a common knowledge among behavioral science professionals and experts who study the mind, but the general public is oblivious to it. Their fear and scarcity-based thinking leads them to look at everything through the filters of skepticism, cynicism, as a protective mechanism. Hmm. I know when I talk about... um like crypto or investment tools and even things like using real estate or insurance, there's that, you know, skepticism and cynicism. And it is a little bit discouraging. I'm in a place where I have enjoyed the benefits. I see it. I'm living proof of it. But you're always going to have people who are cynical or skeptical. I think that even part of the reason I'm documenting some of the things I'm going through from point A to B is because sometimes the proof is just really in the pudding, right? When we were reading um, the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Dr. Wallace Waddles, the best thing you can do is go out there, um, create the results, and then that will give you a lot more leverage and a lot more people will be curious. But until then, you know, that cynicism and that skepticism is going to be there. It says... This holds them back from studying life-changing books and attending belief-altering seminars led by thought leaders in the field. And, you know, it, I noticed in my, um, in my algorithm, I've been getting some really good books, but they have to do with thought by vibrations, right? How to think a certain way. Um, and uh, sometimes I'm not going to be honest. I'm like, I don't really want to think about thought vibration you know, to become a millionaire. It's kind of like, I know there's some principle out there. I already believe I can be rich and wealthy. So, but maybe, you know, I might listen to a couple of minutes before I fall asleep tonight. But it's uh, great for you to think about um, looking into um, seminars that, that will enhance the, you know, your beliefs right? Help you to get rid of um, limiting beliefs. It says, as a result of this limited thinking, the masses major, the masses major goal with money is to retire at 65 and hopefully, hopefully have enough money to survive until they die. Okay. It says the world class often, while often no more ambitious, set their sights on impacting the world with their wealth. Some do it through philanthropy, others through business, and others through financial vehicles. Um, really great book for you to read is The Gospel of Wealth by Andrew Carnegie. And also um, Seed Money. Seed Money is a 24-page book by John Osher, if I, if I spelled his last name correctly. Um, and I think there might be one other 
really good book. It's not coming to mind right now that talk about um, using your wealth for philanthropic um, efforts, right? It says other others through business or various financial vehicles. They do all of this while living the good life materially and enjoying the peace of mind that comes along with being rich. So, um, it says here, uh, he always likes to recommend a book at the end of each segment, and it's called The Rich Resource. So, the rich resource for today is the book, Money Management for Those Who Don't Have Any. (laughs) Who Don't Have Any Money or Management Skills. Hmm. And that book is by James L. Paris. So, it says, Money Management for Those Who Don't Have Any. You know, that would be a really good book, especially for my, you know, I've been sharing how um, I've been obsessed lately with those cash stuffing envelope YouTube videos and the sinking funds envelope videos and the savings challenges, 100 envelope savings challenges, um, a money management for those who don't have any, right? It's, and so here's the critical thinking question. It says, if you were a millionaire, what would you do to make a positive impact on the world? I love that. Um, because, you know, uh, for those of you who are kind of following me on the divine feminine journey, what does it mean to come here and, you know, break generational curses to have an assignment, right? Um, sometimes we like to think about what we, that would mean to do it with our divine masculine or our divine counterparts, everything, but you as an individual, what would you do to make a positive impact in the world? And so then that's where you start to looking into making your own foundation and your own trusts, right? Setting up scholarships and um, charity on a larger scale than just tithing or volunteering at your church, right? Um, the example that comes to mind is the Steve Harvey and Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation, right? They work with young boys who um, don't have fathers in the home to give them the resources um, that they need in order to become upstanding citizens, right? Next one is action step. It says, make a list of five ways you could make a difference for other people if you had the money and estimate approximately how much it would cost. And I love this. Um, I have six God kids, but I, even within the last couple of days, I've just been thinking of all the different kids in my community that I definitely want to make sure they're financially stable. Um, I'm still getting myself taken care of. It's one of those things where, you know, if you're on the plane, you've got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of, of the little ones. And they have their parents, but um, the, the minimal cost, I think, uh, as we're getting ready to close out here. There's a lot of resources that talk about how you can um, set up savings for children as little as, I think, starting with $1,000 when they're born and then putting in $100 a month until they're 18, you know. Um, I've talked about different investment tools that I look forward to starting to set up for my oldest god kids, and then I will work my way down to the younger kids, but as little as anything from 100 to $500 and just let it continue to compound, uh, compound interest being the eighth wonder of the world, according to Albert Einstein. But, you know, those are 
um, I want to start working with home. But another thing I've mentioned before, too, is education is very important. My Both of my parents were educators. And um, obviously, I love to learn. Um, I wouldn't choose to be born to any other two parents because at the end of the day, they put me in environments where it allowed me to have that stimuli. But what does that mean for you? Because making a positive impact for you is going to be different. And I love that. And I want to celebrate that. Because when we look at our soul charts, and just how unique we are, and how we are shaped so differently, the the more diversity that is out there in terms of our charitable work and making an impact on the world, the better the world will be, right? So I'll focus on my God kids and focus on um, education. You know, I really like the idea of the even the franchises of for coding, for investing, um, for young children, for financial literacy. I could even probably just because I like the cash stuffing envelopes, like provide the supplies and set it up for like, you know, teenagers, you know, their senior year um, and any resources that they need and books that they need for that last year to learn how to manage their money and create that, that um, those habits. But what if your thing is about health? What if your thing is about making a positive impact to where it's easier to have, you know, healthy food in the school system or having music, music, um, the humanities, literature um, and theater are so important, um, especially when you read the book, The Gospel of Wealth or, or yeah, The Gospel of Wealth by Andrew Carnegie. Ooh, that that obviously I've cited it several times. Powerful book, right? Um, you start to understand philanthropy and it's so much more than just giving money to the poor, right? Um, some of you may be into um, writing books, right? There are books that are still around that have made a positive impact in the world. Like another a good example is Bob Proctor. I was, I need to get back to listening to some of his audiobooks, right? But made a huge impact on the world while he was alive, but left behind so many resources that will continue to shape the thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves, right? Um, I think the name of one of the books I was reading from him is is called You Were Born a Millionaire by Bob Proctor. It's a 10-hour audiobook. Um, the book cost about $189 on uh, Amazon, the last I saw right? Um, I believe he was a neuropsychologist or something like that. Um, Making a social impact in the world, right? For some people, you look at the the, um, Elon Musk's forever changing the way that we view transportation, right? Um, You have the Jeff Bezos going from a bookstore to now changing the landscape of deliveries, right? Um, You have people in pharmaceuticals, you know. um, And you also have doctors who've made differences. I know um, there was one time I was hospitalized 
But I will always remember the, the care of the nurses, but the doctor that was overseeing, he came from um, quite a ways. But I was one of his cases and he really saw that I had the quality care that I needed to to leave in the best optimal health, right? Um, teachers, I've kind of talked about that a little bit, how they make a social impact on how children of any age, even into higher education, how they think and view things. Um, I think about when I was in my doctorate program, the passion that they have every single quarter teaching the same subjects to another year of students, but still having that enthusiasm and still having that drive and vibrancy to where now I'm passionate about those things, right? Um, what's another good one? And then I'll kind of end it here. Um, it could be anything even from art, from another fascinating one that I think I'm just going to mention is like um, architectural engineering in the sense of like um, people who do city planning, you know, people who are making a positive social impact in law enforcement, in the judicial system, um, uh, even with business owners. Right. I can even say like even real estate agents, right? How they how they work here. Some people, you know, are more driven by money and finances, but the education process and, and the thought that goes into each client to making sure that they get the best asset and can retain that asset and have the knowledge and support to retain that and pass it on to their family members and so on and so forth. So I really hope that you enjoyed this um, reading. We have, so that was chapter, uh, let me see here, is it 20, hold on here, I have the book, so that was chapter 28, chapter 29 is going to be, and I think there's only 30 chapters. Um, Next one is going to be middle class, see the wealthy as oppressors. World class sees the wealthy as liberators. You know what? I am a little bit sleepy, but I'm going to take a little bit of a nap. And um, I'm just really like in a space where I'm hungry for knowledge right now. So I might get up in an hour or two and read that um, and then share my thoughts with you on that. And then I think what I will probably do is after I'm done with this reading of this book, we'll probably go into the Daily Laws by Robert Greene. Um... And that one has a daily meditation. So maybe instead of doing more of the musing about some of the more negative things that are going on in the world, um, it will really help us to stay on track in a positive way, in a mind-stimulating way, in an uplifting way. Um, And so not only do I hunger and thirst for that kind of content, but I'm in a position where maybe um, I can just create it and create a little bit for you and a little bit for me so that we have something to kind of elevate our minds a little bit on a daily basis. So that's what we have up ahead. Thank you so much for those of you who have been with me for all 28 chapters of how rich people think. I, like I said, um, 
for me, it's been that imagery of just moving the pebbles from how world-class people think into the pile of how world-class people think. And in some cases, I can see where it's like, oh, I already have that pile in that, that pebble in that pile. I'm good. And then in other ones, like even for today, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm right there alongside with you. Just thinking about like, let me make sure I have enough to retire and enough to, to live, you know, until I die. But what does it mean to go that extra mile and think about the impact I'm going to have on the world, right? So even with this content, I like the idea that even after I'm, you know, gone into another realm, that this content will stay back and some, you know, little girl or some little boy or some young person or somebody at a point in their life is going to be able to listen to this 20 years from now. 30 years from now, 100 years from now, and still be inspired and still be motivated. So with that being said, until the next podcast, peace.